If you can see, come back a bit, because you're too, you're too tall. Can somebody get him like a boss? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the comedy. All right. <laughs> right. So I've done really well with the microphones, by the way. I have two of these. One of them is here. One of them is at the roastery. <laughs> so. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Mug, episode 193. 193, man. That's a lot. On Monday, the 23rd of July, 2012. Don't say it's not Monday, because that will break the magic of the internet. Um, yeah, my name is Steve Layton, and thank you very much for joining me. Today, I am joined by somebody who is very special. Didn't go to a special school, he's just very special. And his name is Alejandro Martinez. He's from Finca Argentina in El Salvador. And the coffee we're going to talk about this week is from Guatemala. And it... No, we best not know. We best talk about your coffee if you're going to be up here. It's up to you, you decide. <laughs> so the coffee we're talking about today is Finca uh, Argentina um, from El Salvador. It, we're going to be trying the washed coffee as the In My Mug subscription. But being as though we're here at the wonderful North Tea Power, North Tea Power, round of applause for yourselves. We have an audience! At the North Tea Power in the northern quarter of Manchester. Um, yeah, we're going to be having lots of fun while we do it. So, this is the part on the video where I normally talk about the coffee. And I say, oh, it's an elevation of 1,300 metres, it's in El Salvador, it's in the Abenaki Mountain Range of El Salvador. But why would I do that when you're here? So you can do all the hard work. So okay. what we do now is we tell the lovely audience at home and the lovely audience watching about a little bit about where the farm is, what varietals it grows, things like that. So I'm going to take the microphone out of my pocket. Hand it over. No, okay, I'll keep, keep it. There. Keep, keep it. It's fine. So Finca Argentina is in El Salvador is um, at 1,300 meters above sea level and is basically in Agua Chapan, which is a department in El Salvador, and is um, um, in, um, in a town called Turin, is the name, like in Italy, Turin. Yeah. But it's not as nice, though, as in the <laughs> Italian town. But it's further up in the mountain, um, very volcanic. Right in the property, we have uh, actually hot mud from like a vein from the volcano. So no coffee grows there, everything burns out. I remember and as well on the mountain you have like, a, there was like a steam jet coming out when we yes, were there. Yes, and the, the well. farm next to us has a big steam jet coming out. And um, they were doing some geological research actually in the property and they put some big tanks to test for geothermal power as well. So very volcanic and um, the tree, uh, sorry, the coffee is grown. Uh, the one that we sent Steve is in the best part of the farm and um, 1300 to 1350 uh, meters above sea level. So and you, have a, you actually have a name for that part of the farm as well? You and, name uh, the yeah, where, where, where we take that coffee is called San Jorge, uh, St. George for all of you, which is very British, I guess, patron of cool England, right? <laughs> and um, uh, it's the Bourbon varietal is what we do. And uh, usually Steve is very demanding, I would say. So. He asks, tell him that. He usually it's asks really ahead easy. of time what he wants. So it's like, could you do these for me this coming year? Or can you try this method for processing? So that's why uh, we usually ship him uh, the washed, semi-washed, and pulp natural. And this coming year, we're going to try some crazy stuff. We cannot say it yet because we don't know how it's going to turn out. But if it turns out good, then probably you'll try it as well. Yeah. So. 
Now we've got lots of experiments lined up for, for Argentina because Alejandro is kind and he lets me be really silly with my crazy demands and that's why we have such amazing coffee. Up until we started buying from the farm, you'd never done pulp natural at the mill, had you? Like, no, no, I was telling uh, some people before that usually the pulp natural that the mills do is for the leftovers. So the leftover coffee, the floaters and the, the crap, <laughs> That's what they dry up in patios in the pulp natural way, just so it camouflages the flavor a little bit. And they're able to sell it, not as a high price, but get something out of it. So they thought I was kind of crazy when I told them, it's like, no, I want to get ripe cherries and just dry them out. And they thought, like, sure, we'll do that, but okay, why would you want to do that? It's, well, Steve asked for it, so... What do I know? <laughs> and it's crazy. Like the, the, the second time I visited, the, everybody at the mill was kind of chuckling at me. And it was like, why are they laughing? And Alejandro was saying, they're laughing at the cascara you asked them to do. They're saying, like, normally, black just gets thrown away. They're asking if you want to take the trash with you back as well. So, um, But, I mean, that, that cascara last year was phenomenal. It was, like, just an amazing, amazing cascara. So, And the pulp natural, the stuff that all doesn't normally, for me, is the highlight of this year. I think it's absolutely stunning. But we're going to find out that now, so we're going to whap you on pause. That's a famous in my mug saying whap you on pause. So okay. There'll be some people going, yeah, yeah, they always say that. <laughs> so we're going to whap you on pause. I am not going to make any drinks. Wayne and Jane are going to work with the team, work like devils getting these samples out, and we'll be back in just a second. And we are back. And it's so nice to not have to make the drinks ourselves. The guys behind the bar have done a great job. Thank you guys. Round of applause for the guys. So, we're going to taste all of them together, but we're going to start with the washed. So, excuse me leaning across. So, has everybody tried, got the washed? That's the one that I really wanted everybody to try. So, if you can try it now. So, for me, it starts off like a very, very typical El Salvador. And El Salvador's typically a sweet, chocolate, balanced, smooth, just a nice, easy drink. But on the back end, I get this like orange. And I've got the descriptor on the back as blood orange. Because it's a very sweet orange. It's not, you were complaining this morning about the orange juice in the hotel. No, not the oranges, the oranges. They the were oranges. very bitter. Yeah. And, and that's like, this is a sweet orange, this is very different. And I get this like little shoulder of blood orange in there, and I really like, I really like. Well, what do you think? No, I think that's right. He thinks I'm right. So has anybody else got any other descriptors from this coffee? And nothing is ridiculous, nothing is too stupid. Like, I've had strawberry dipped in cow dung before, so you can have really silly descriptors. So has anybody got any descriptors other than that? Pardon? Dark grapes, for sure. I think the acidity is very, very like winey-like. That's that's good. Any others? If I was going to describe it as a, as a shape, it would be very cubic. It is very efficient. There's a lot of flavour in there. Well balanced. Very cubic was the the the, the description. There. And I can't. It, it's for me. It's a it's a perfect El Salvador. It's like it's got all of the balance that I expect. It's got all of the smoothness and the balance. It's nothing is out of kilter. Nothing is. We may find that a little bit further on, but this one, 
I think like works really well in a blend. I love blending with this coffee. If you sold me some more this year, I'd blend it with it more. But you didn't sell me enough. Well, so, we had a bad crop this year. So. And that's actually a good part. To, I'm going to give you the more. I'd like to just kind of talk to the people about what happened in El Salvador last year and why it was different. Sure. Do you want so, me to talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, so, so why was the cross? So, uh, well, last year in October, usually the, uh, you, you, the wet season starts to go away. September is very rainy, and then October starts to get more dry. And uh, we start harvesting, depending on the altitude of the farm, but you, usually in October you get the low-altitude uh, farms. They start the farming. Then November the medium altitude farms, December, January, February, you get the high altitude farms. And uh, unfortunately, last year we got, uh, in October, towards the end of the October, 10 days of straight rain. And that really messed up the crops for everybody. And uh, it rained, it wasn't that it rained that, all those days, it was that it rained very heavily. So we got in 10 days the amount of rain that we usually, it was about 40% the amount of rain that we usually get in one year, we got in 10 days. So it was a big mess in the country and even if, if you were able to go and pick up the coffee, you couldn't get it out of the farm because there were no roads, all the roads were washed out and uh, it just complicated everything for everybody. So yields were down about 40% across the board pretty much. And I kind of got that from lots of other producers as well that they had the same problem. So they were able to pick the coffee and it sat on the farm and just rotted. Because if you don't get it to the mill in time to, to do the washed process that this one is or all the other processes, then you're in trouble. The coffee's not going to be very good. So somebody also asked before we did these what washed coffee meant. And, and basically what happens, you depulp the coffee once it's picked. So the coffee's in a cherry, you remove the cherry. Now, in, in, in Argentina, they do it a little bit differently to lots of other places where they don't use water to submerge it under. They just depulp it and leave it to ferment in its own juices and its own kind of mucilage. And then they do the wash process eight, eight, eight hours later. They'll run it through the water mill and take the mucilage off that's broken down. And I think that comes across in the cup as well. That's where lots of that sweetness is coming from. Is It's kind of almost like a pulp natural, but not. Um, the mucilage stays around a little bit longer and it was interesting to talk about that earlier but moving on the pulp natural so have we all got pulp natural or did yeah let's let's try this one now the pulp natural for me as I said earlier I think is the best it's been I think last year's was good this is even better it it's like the washed in many ways, but it's almost like it's had some steroids. It's kind of got a little bit more sweetness, and the acidity is much more pronounced. That grape acidity you got, I, I get that a lot more in this one than I think I did in the first one. It was there, but here it's like, it's, it's hypened, it's kind of bigger. Um, has anybody else got any other descriptors for this coffee? Cuban cigar. Cuban cigar. Wow. I've not got a Cuban cigar before now. It's specifically Cuban, not Nicaraguan or anything. It's definitely Cuban. <laughs> cool, I like it. Any others? Cola syrup. Cola syrup. Yeah, cola is a very good one. I, and I find, I've been finding lots of cherry colas in, in the El Salvador coffees this year. Like, there's little hints of cherry cola, um, and cola for sure. And it's that sweetness, because it's like type of sweetness. It's not your normal sweetness, it's just that little bit more. Any others? Oh. 
caramelised sugar again. So we keep coming back to this sweetness, and I, I, I like couldn't agree more. It's just this is sweet, sweet, sweet. What, what do you think? Um, you can taste more sweetness, I think, and I think it balances out a little bit of the acidity. Mm. I think on the wash, you feel, at, at least I, I get more of an, I can feel more of the acidity than I do on the semi-washed because okay. it's sweeter, and I think it balances out a little bit. But that's me. Cool. No, no, that's that, that's super. So, pulp natural is or semi-washed keeps making me say semi-washed he doesn't like pulp natural that's, that's how they call it at the mill pulp natural they don't know what it is so. okay <laughs> so it, it's what you take the cherry off and then you whap it straight on the patios to dry with the muesli john so you don't leave it in the tank for eight hours and then wash it and dry it it goes straight onto the patio and I think that's a reason for lots of the sweetness, because the mucilage is quite sweet, and you're getting the sweetness of the fruit kind of imparting itself to the coffee bean. So that's the pulp natural. Moving on to the natural. Natural cups, everybody? Yeah, good. Now, this is Marmite. You will either love natural coffees or you'll hate natural coffees. Most people in the coffee industry hate natural coffees. I love them because they're interesting. They're they're normally the ones that divide opinion and they make you have an opinion. Like, that, the washed coffee is lovely, but you can't, you're not going to be offended by it. It's not, everybody's going to go and go, that's nice. I love it when somebody goes, wow, that's different. So let's, uh... yeah, that's different. <laughs> so I've been blending with this coffee for around about three or four weeks now. We used it in, a, in our Blake, and what it does, in a cappuccino, this is phenomenal. You get that funky fruit. You get almost like, if you've had cascara, which is the cherry, dried cherry on it, you, this tastes of the, the pulp. You can taste the farm. It's like walking onto the farm during picking season and getting that waft of smell. That's how it smells, what you taste in there. Um, very fruity, a little bit of dried fruit as well. I'm kind of thinking a little bit of like sultana, um, stuff like that. Has anybody else got any other descriptors for this one? Good rare, steak. rare steak. Okay, okay, go with that. It's meaty, it's got a real body to it and a real presence. What was the other one? Fig rolls. Yeah, I could go with that. That whole kind of fig, dried fruit thing for sure is definitely there. Any others? Golden Graham. No, I haven't had Golden Grahams for years. I'm now going to have to go back and look at Golden Grahams. That's interesting because I wanted to say that as well, that there's some sweetness. There is sweetness in there still. You can still taste that coffee underneath, but what you mainly taste in this one is it, it's pulp. It's, it's that, you know, you're tasting process with the sweetness underneath. And that's why I think it's such a great coffee because you can still taste them. Bad naturals just taste of pulp and don't taste of anything else. This has other things going on, like Golden Grahams, like unusual flavours. And say the cappuccino, it is phenomenal. It really cuts through the milk well. We've been playing with it a lot, and I, I really like it. I mean, well, what do you think of naturals? What? Um, personally, I like them. Yeah. Although I think I like the wash better. Yeah. But um, like Steve said, they're interesting. You every time they're used in a blend, you can easily pick them up because he has that like pulp flavor in at the back. When you drink it, you can just taste it. So uh, what I like about it is that it adds a little bit of sweetness into your blend, so it helps out a lot. And, and this one, I think, is better than last year's. Yes. Yeah, I think it's more balanced. And last year, I think it was a little bit more punchy. It was like, oof. Yeah. And this one, you taste it, and it's mellow, 
and and it's like an even profile that you can taste so it's very clean and I like it a lot for sure I think it's a more grown-up natural right because sometimes naturals can be a bit juvenile because they are like punch your finger smack in the face and they are they are really kind of like bang whereas this I think has got it's still got some of the properties of the coffee in there so what we're gonna do now is are you ready for this Wayne? are you sure I feel so sorry for this man. He's going to have the worst half hour of his life now. Because he, get, he gets so, like, every time I come in and he pulls me an espresso, I could just see him go, ah. So we're going to have some espresso, and then we're going to come back. So if you don't like espresso, have another brood. But if you want to try the espresso, then Wayne will be very happy. This is the washed one, and then we'll be back with you in a minute. This time with the mic. So, um, time for the espresso. You've already tasted the espresso. This is my second one, so time to dive in. Does anybody taste the orange? <laughs> so, I didn't have the mic a minute, and I'm having to re-record this, but in the espresso, it's full of oranges. You get that kind of juicy acidity going on. The sweetness is there, but this is much closer to the cupping table than the brewed coffee was, for instance. This is much more magnified and much more in your face. That grape that somebody got as well, was it you got the grape? Yeah, I can taste the grape in this too. You kind of get that like, almost like um, the, the actual wine grape taste. So it's got like a little bit of a bitter pithiness to it as well, but the sweetness kind of drags it through. So any other descriptors? for the espresso. Deep purple velvet. Deep purple velvet. And that for me is about the mouthfeel. So the mouthfeel, it's thick and it's got a very thick gooey covering to the, the espresso. This isn't a thin espresso, it's really there. And the velvet thing for me, it's a very interesting description. It's very kind of, it's very visual. So, yeah. And that, that was the mouthfeel, feels like treacle, and I, bang on. Like, this is a big, gooey, sticky espresso, and it is, it's, it's really, really like that. Any others? Pardon? Iron aftertaste. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, the aftertaste is very, it's, it's got a very big, powerful aftertaste. Yeah, for sure, and that, that's, that's interesting. Any others? Honey and soy sauce, wow, I've never got the soy sauce one, but the honey I can get for sure, again, because it's that sweet and it's the, the mouthfeel stuff, soy sauce is an interesting one, because lots of coffees do have that spicy, kind of, you know, edgy to them, so that, that's a cool one. Any others? The, the sourness for me, I kind of really get from that. And I just translate it as orange, but that's my perception of it. That I just get this like sour and sweet and all this acidity going on at the same time. So super interesting espresso, I think. So, so. I don't know I think we should wrap up because we got we got some beers to drink and we got to go. And we, everybody's like staring at me, going bitter. So. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming, everybody. It's absolutely awesome to turn out. I'm absolutely blown away. Come up and say hi to Alejandro at the end. Come and ask him questions. He's very good at that kind of stuff. Skill, skill. Um, and if you want to talk to me as well, that's fine too. Um, I'm not so skilled at it. Thank you to Wayne, Jane and the team for this. It's been absolutely awesome. A huge round of applause for these guys, please. Uh, great, great job. Sorry if this has been a bit harder to watch than normal. It's kind of difficult in a live place to do this stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you for watching at home. And do remember, 
Life is too short. Bad company. Done. Wait. <laughs>